Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello everyone. I am Leif Hetland and welcome to Kingdom Family Talk. And I have this great, great honor today to uh, have with me Marilyn Hickey. And uh, I, I shouldn't say much, but I know that she has a big, big birthday coming up. And she, you just look amazing. No, Marilyn. no, no. I've already had it. You already had it? Yes. yes I, I am now 90. Yeah. You are now 90. Wow. Yes, sir. Happy, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Did you get the rod of God that we made, that I made for you? The one? Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> thank you so much. That yeah. was wonderful. Sorry, you don't have a thank you note yet. No, no, no problem. I just uh, so I suddenly realized, wow, uh, July came fast. <laughs> <laughs> thank well, you. I wanted to take a few moments and just to hear a little bit of your journey how did you actually get saved and how did you get started in ministry? Well, uh, I began to have a desire to know God. And so I began to pray, you know, and I said, God, where are you? What church are you in? And God said to me, I'm in the word. Mm. And that's when I began to read the word. So I would have been around 11. Wow. And I began reading the Bible. And then, you know, later I got into Kenneth Hagin's ministry, speaking the word. And that was a great blessing to me. Hmm. And I think I got around faith people, hung around them as much as I could. And I was really blessed by that influence. And that, that is amazing. And did you have a baptism of the Holy Spirit early on? Yes, I did. Uh, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit in my early 20s. I met my husband, and he was spirit-filled. And so, actually, he wouldn't marry me till I was spirit-filled. <laughs> he always denies that, but that's the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and tell me a little bit about your family. Are you talking about my children or? Yeah. yeah, your children. I know you were married and your husband has passed away. And then you have a daughter named Sarah and son-in-law and some grandkids. I do. I'm very blessed with my family. And the fact that they live here and I live here, I get to see them. So that's awesome. You know, but I think every morning I pray over them. You know, and I think praying over your family is very, very important, no matter what, just keeping them before God. Yeah, I was also curious about if you mention a few people, I had the honor of spending some time with you. We had a long lunch together when we did a television show and you shared me some amazing story of some of the people you have met and that have had a great influence on your life. So do you mind just sharing a couple of people that had an influence or an impact on your life and your journey? Well, Frida Lindsay at Christ for the Nations, I met her because I spoke down there, and she told me that she prayed over every nation in the world every day. 
And she encouraged me to do the same. So I began to do that. And I memorized continents and memorized nations and prayed. And, you know, later I didn't realize this. I would be going to those nations. I think getting around people with big vision splashes over on you. Well, that, that is beautiful. And then I know that you, like both of us have been going to Pakistan. I think we went the first year, the same year, about 26 years ago. But yes. I know I, I got to see one of your video and it is amazing. Do you mind just sharing? There was, I think it was a million people in a single We year. did. We had a million people. And that was awesome. I love the Muslim countries. And right now it's a real blessing to be a woman because the Muslims like women, especially old women, they're weak. And so I'm going back in to do a healing meeting. I love it. It's amazing. It is beautiful, beautiful. And I came from Pakistan two, uh, two months ago. So I got Good. to be there in the middle of COVID-19, but it was beautiful. There was such an openness and such an open heaven. And you know, Jesus, he just also has such a desire for for the Muslim people and have such a love for them. And I, I appreciate that about you. You've also written some books. I have one of your books, but do you mind just mention what, what would be some of the books that can add value to the people? Well, I think the one they would really like is Blessing the Next Generation, you know, uh, because I think it helps us not to just think of ourselves in a selfish way, but pass it on. I'm for passing it on. If you were to share some wisdom to some of us, I'm 55, so I'm a, I have quite a few more years, hopefully, in front of me. But if you were to give some wisdom, how do we finish well? How do we make sure that we continue to burn brightly without burning out? Because I know you've been able to do that at the age of 90. What would be well, some words? I speak promises every morning, 53 of them. Mm. I get up, I make coffee. And I speak those promises. I read the word. Uh, I do some memorizing, you know, of scripture. I think just keeping yourself in the word. I, of course, I go to church. And I love it that my son-in-law and daughter are preaching and teaching. And I get to see my grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is beautiful. Now, I know that you have a special and a gift of memorizing scriptures. Uh, actually, your daughter Sarah told me, I think you have memorized whole books of the Bible over the years. And that's such an inspiration to many of us. As you know, we're living in a season right now where there's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of shaking going on. What would you give us in regard to, I mean, you have lived for a long time, but what, what are some of the wisdom that you have for America and for believers to continue to be believing believers in the middle of everything that's going on? Well, meditating on the word, meditate can mean memorize. Mm. So I think if we watch the news, it can be very depressing, but the Bible can give us good news. So I think uh, not just feeding on the news, though I do, I, I listen to the news for about an hour a day and I pray over nations and I certainly pray over our nation and I pray over leadership because I think personally, we can change the news. God called us to be news changers and we pray the promise 
to the problem. Hmm. So how, how do we continue to be good news people? Would that be feeding ourselves with good news so that we can give it? Is that what you have been doing? Now, ask me that again, please. Yeah, I, I was asking, how do we as believers continue to be good news people to the world around us? How do we continue to shine in the middle of darkness? Well, I think everything that we can do get on television, do all kinds of things that we can reach out to people and give them good news. Mm. You know, the Bible is good news. And so if I can get them hooked on the book, then they'll be changed. That's key for me. Yeah. And I, I here in my neighborhood, you know, I try to be a light. I think they think I'm a fanatic, but I, I'm available for prayer if they're sick. You know, I'm available to encourage. So the other day I'm sitting on my front porch and one of my neighbors came over and said, I know you pray for the sick. Would you pray for me? He has cancer or had cancer and he's doing very well. He looks wonderful. So I think making your life open to others. And on, when I'm on a plane, I witness to the person beside me. And I ask them, and here's what I do, Lee. I say to them, is there anything I can pray for you? I like to pray. And so usually they'll say, what? I say, well, I like to pray. I'm, my husband was a pastor. Can I pray for you? And most of the time, most of the time, they will say, well, yes. And I get an opportunity. And I have a card with a salvation prayer. So I tell them, I prayed this prayer and changed my life. I would like to share it with you. So I look for opportunities. Is that a card that you make available that people can get hold of so that they can utilize yeah. the same card? Yeah, it's just a little card, yeah. you know, and it's easy and it has the sinner's prayer. Mm. Now, I know there's a story also. I know you knew people were around people like William Brannan and uh, Oral Roberts and and you also talked about the people like Catherine Coleman. So you've been around for a little while. What are some of the lessons? And I know one of the blessings in regard to Sarah was connected to a William Brandon meeting. Sarah told me that story. It's amazing. So do you mind just sharing some of those people that, that you have been able to be around and the impact that that had? Well, I think at this time, Full Gospel Businessmen had a lot of guest speakers and my husband and I went, and we were very inspired by them. And I think we reached out for the miraculous mm. because of them. And so getting around people that they have a lifestyle is good, not somebody crazy, but a lifestyle that's productive, I think that's very key. We're influenced by people. Who's influencing you? That is a very good question. Just also thought about uh, asking you a little bit about what are you dreaming about in regard to the future? Well, I want to do some meetings overseas, you know, and so I'm looking at Saudi Arabia and an open door there because there's an imam who is a friend. I think you know him. And he thinks he can get me in. 
So they like old women right now. So I fit very well. Yeah, and one of the things I've noticed, even my friend, I actually talked to him yesterday, the granny mom in Pakistan. Yes. He talked also very highly of you, the way that you love. Tell me a little bit about how can we learn how to love like Jesus loved people? Well, I think don't preach to them. Hmm. Just be gracious to them. You know, I, I say to them, what can I pray for you? Can I pray for your family? And people overseas want to give you gifts. And I wear their clothes when I'm there. And I cover my head. You know, it's not that I'm religious, but I want to fit in as much as I can. So when I go to these countries, I try to do those things. Another thing, I think hanging around people of faith you know, I was on Dr. Cho's board. He had the largest church in the world at that time, you know, and he was very much for women. So he would have me speak over there. And, you know, he would have a couple hundred thousand women. Good night. <laughs> you know, amazing. Anyway, hanging around people of great faith. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And honor is what love looks like. And I know yes. that's, that's what you have done is you have honored people very well. Uh, so one of the things also I know about you when I've been with you, there's a lot of science, wonders, and miracles that is following your belief. Now share some of the miracles that you have seen and how that has changed people's life. Well, I think overseas, they are so open to the miraculous some way they've watched television, there are different things that have been involved. And I think if you go in and teach, I teach just a simple miracle of Jesus. And then I pray for the sick. And then I have those who have miracles come up and share. So I keep it simple. I'm very simple, you know, because I think people understand if you get too complicated, they don't know what you're talking about. So I'm very simple. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, and another thing, you are a woman in ministry and that has been in ministry. Has that been difficult for you in regard to, I know that in a lot of settings and even just a few years ago, uh, it was more rare for women to preach. So has that been a challenge for you? No, it has not. It has not been at all. They People always ask me that. Yeah. But I took, you know, Psalm 512, I surrounded myself with favor. I taught the word, got on radio for five minutes a day, then went to 15 minutes a day. And media has been key for me. Like, I am really into media. I know you, what is the name of your television program? I've had the honor of being on that program. Today with Marilyn and Sarah. And when, when and where can people watch that? Do they just look it up? I think you can look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I know it's different time zones and different places all over the world where it is access to this. Yeah, yeah. What, what advice would you share with some of the younger ladies that is pursuing ministry? What would be some wisdom to young ladies? Because many of them are watching this program that has a calling over their life. Well, be a servant. Mm. Just be available. 
uh, I think, you know, when I started, and I still am this way when I go someplace, I ask them, what can I do to help you? What, how would you like me to minister? I don't do my thing. I ask for their thing. I think Jesus served the people. Mm. I am a servant. Wow, that is beautiful. And that in a practical way then for people, because we know Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Exactly. And he showed a, a great example. And then he said, as I have loved you, you love one another. Right. And that's how the world is going to see we are authentic believers by the way that we love one another. And so I think this is very, very powerful. And what would you also say to people that are married, then husband and wife? How can we operate better as a team together? Because I know in covenant relationship. God is bringing husbands and wives to be able to minister together. Do you have any good advice? Because I know that you and your husband worked as a team. Well, my husband was very positive. So he was always pushing me. So he said to me, once we started our church, it began to grow. He said, every other Sunday, I want you to preach. And mm. I thought, oh, I can't do that. But he really encouraged me. So every other Sunday I preached out of that began my radio out of that began television. I don't think he ever thought I was trying to compete with him and he never competed with me. It was just the opposite. Wow. Do you have any favorite book that you like to preach out of? I know you love the whole book, but do you? <laughs> Usually it's the book I'm reading at the time, yeah. you know, uh, I'm reading Proverbs right now. So, oh, I love Proverbs. Yeah. And then I'm getting ready to read Isaiah, the long, 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 long prophet. <laughs> I like it all. And I underline, I mark up a Bible. I put question marks. I think, God, why did you say that? Mm. So anyway, I think I'm a very simple person. Yeah, but it's beautiful. What do you think about the book of John? Well, who doesn't like John? I think that's everybody's favorite. <laughs> I think know? that's why I was asking if that was your favorite. Sarah and I talked about it. Uh, both of us like, I mean, we love a lot of the books, but I think both of us had a special favorite to John. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's lovely. Uh, do you have any favorite biblical character? And I know, of course, Jesus would be number one, but any other ones that inspires you a lot? Yes, I love Jeremiah. Wow. What do you <laughs> he, love about Jeremiah? What makes him stand out? Well, he's the weeping prophet, and he's also the prophet that gets really persecuted and never gives up. Mm. He's a never give up prophet. I love I, him. I love that. A never give up prophet. Nope, nope, yeah. nope. Yeah, I remember my spiritual father. I asked him, what is the secret of your ministry? And he said, I got knocked down, but I got up. But I got up more times than I got knocked down. So, you know, <laughs> so, he, yeah. so I thought that was maybe he would fit in with Jeremiah there that always got back up again. Yes. Well, I love Jeremiah. I always look forward. I read through my Bible every year, and I always look forward to Jeremiah. Do you just take book for book starting in Genesis and then go through yes. the Bible that way? Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. When you're looking into the future, and I know we're not going to talk 
perhaps theology here, but uh, do you, are you very optimistic about what you are seeing in regard to the future? Well, I memorized the book of Revelation. Mm. And, you know, it, it doesn't end. It has very positive things. So I'm looking at the future with God giving an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He promises in Joel. I, and I'm looking forward to that. So I'm not a doom and gloom. No way. No way. <laughs> no, and, and it's important that a revelation starts with this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It didn't say yes. this is the revelation of Antichrist. No, it, it, didn't. it did not. <laughs> it is the it revelation of Jesus Christ. And, and it starts good in Genesis and it ends good in Revelation. So that's yes. part of the reason I'm also very optimistic about yes. what God, God is doing. And there's three questions that I have been pondering, and maybe you have, but what is the Kairos moment we are living in right now? And I personally believe it's the second most important time in world history. The first was when Jesus showed up. So what are you thinking about that? The Kairos moment that we are this generation, the only generation to have everything to fulfill the Great Commission. I think there's going to be a great outpouring in our generation. So I'm not negative, you know, and I encourage myself with the news because I watch an hour of the news every day because I believe you can pray and change the news. Come on. I don't know if that answers your question. It, it, it does. It does. And I, I agree with you. And, and that would be another question, because what does intercessory prayer mean for you? Because I know you, you aren't a prayer warrior yourself, but, uh, but how important is it to have people to pray with and even to have for your ministry, to have intercessors that is praying for you? The power of prayer. Well, the call of prayer is so key, and it does something to you as well as your changing circumstances. You can't pray and not have it change you. So I really appreciate the people who pray. And who knows why so many people get saved or doors are open. I think it's the prayers of others that join us. Hmm. It's very awesome. And back because I know that you're phenomenal at making complicated things that makes it simple. What would be a very good, simple schedule for people in regard to the word, prayer? But just what would be a basic things that we all should do to maintain spiritual health in this season? Now, I'm not sure I understand your question, Leif. I meant just maybe some of the spiritual disciplines we mentioned that we do on a daily basis that would be helpful for people just to live and love well. Well, I think you have to have a prayer life. You have to have a Bible life, you know, and you have to decide what you can handle. You know, some people like to read more than others. And so I like, I like to read and I have to remember that not everybody likes to read like I do. I love to read. So getting people to get a plan and I feel all of our life is a process. I'm in the process, Hmm. you know, I'm in an older process, but I'm in the process and you are too. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) What are some of the lessons we can learn during the process when things is difficult? 
when things is hard, how have you handled some of the hardship? Uh, because I'm sure you have had some winter seasons in life when things has been difficult. Well, I think we had financial difficulties because of, you know, reaching the world. We're called to cover the earth with the word. Mm. That's a big deal. And that's a big financial deal. So I think believing for finances and, you know, right now I'm wanting to go to Egypt and I have some open doors in Egypt. Uh, I, I'm real excited about that, but, you know, I have to believe for the money. Uh, I have to believe for favor. I have to believe for wisdom. And so I'm always knocking, knock, knock, knock. Yeah. <laughs> Ask, knock and seek. That's the simple. Right, <laughs> right. Knock, knock. <laughs> and, and and sometimes you have to knock for a while before the door opens. Oh my goodness, yes. And so, and some people will tell you it'll never open. You have to be careful that you feed your faith and not your doubts. So good, so good. Uh, dreaming? Do you dream much with God? I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I'm meaning, do you dream much with God? What God is inviting you to dream with Him? What the world can look like. I know you have a television, you have church, you have you seem like you're a big dreamer. I mean a dreaming in regard to what is possible and seeing the opportunity. Well, I think if you get the call of God, you know, he called me to cover the earth with the word. So you begin dreaming the how-to for that. You know, how do you do that? And now, you know, we have so much opportunity through our phones. Good mm-hmm. night. It's awesome. Yeah, there is a ministry just here in Atlanta where I live that is just a whole group of people just using technology. And they told me last week that by the year 2030, there will be some scripture in every language and to every ethnic group in the world because of technology. And it's That's amazing. awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome. Even the Jesus film, they said now they're getting translated so fast because of the technology. See, I think we're living in a wonderful day. I think don't get into the groaning, Mm. you know, get into the blessing. I would do like you to pray for us and our listeners. And we call this kingdom family talk and a lot of leaders and pastors are listening, but also business people, housewives. So there's a wide range of people that are listening here. But if there's even certain declaration or any wisdom that I do want you to release an importation, uh, just as a mama that I think we all honor and respect just the way that you have represented the king in such a beautiful way. Well, my prayer is don't be discouraged. You know, keep in an attitude of encouragement. Let the word encourage you and have some friends that encourage you. I mean, because we all, if we pastor, we have people that have a lot of negative things. But I have faith-filled friends, and I spend time with them. And we encourage each other, and we say to each other, we're not giving up. We're going to win. And so I think you need winning friends in Jesus' name. I love that. So, Father, I pray for everyone that is watching this, that you will cause us to be winners and to encourage each other that we don't give up. The game is not over till we win. 
And every day we speak winning words, words that you speak in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I just also wanted to bless uh, Mama Marilyn Hickey, and we just wanted to honor her. And I just also even praying if there's anybody out there that would like even to help Melon Hickey to get the good news to Egypt and other places that you feel free to contact Marilyn Hickey. And I'm just speaking specific blessing both over her health, over her family, over her ministry. And I'm just releasing even a wave, a tsunami wave of love that is going to just touch the Muslim world so that all of them can experience how loved they are. So I thank you so much for this time together and for the wisdom and for all of us to be able to fill our lives with faith-filled friends. And I'm asking also that each one of us will be a faith-filled friend to someone, that we will be people that will recharge people's faith level by getting around us, that we will be encouragers because we've been encouraged, that we will be an encounter because we've had an encounter that we would bring transformation because we've been transformed by you, Jesus. So I thank you for this incredible privilege just to see Mama Melon Hickey here today and, and just knowing even for all of us that are dreaming that it is possible to continue to burn brightly without burning out because we're burning oil of intimacy with our lover. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are our first love. We just celebrate you, Jesus. And I'm blessing Walter Reeves and Sarah also in a very special way. I thank you for the friendship and just the gift of friendship that they have become in the last few years. And for all of us as a kingdom family, we just uh, honor and celebrate what you're doing everywhere from Denver as well as into the nations of the world. In the sweet, wonderful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.